Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Best Thing Ever, a podcast about the stuff our friends like. As you know, I could be a bit of a hater. Uh, mostly this week I've hated on small towns uh, for reasons that may be obvious, but uh, I've hated on a bunch of other things publicly over the years, and this is my attempt to try to find new things to love and new ways to love them. Each week my friends suggest something that they love, and we take a deep dive into that thing, and then we rank it on the master list of best things ever. It's all all good things on the master list. This week, episode 23 of the show, is going to be a challenge. I feel like... <laughs> Despite what I just said, this might be the most guarded I've come into a show. The most. This is like a, it's yeah. a mini boss fight for you, then, Alex. Yeah. Right? Where it's oh, like, can yeah. you like this? I mean, like, this really we... is the Dark Souls of best thing ever. <laughs> I have been trying to say that for a while now. This. This oh, will be man, this your. This is going to be hard. I might, wanna, demon. I might want to break stuff after this episode. <laughs> but, uh, um, this is uh, our episode on new metal. Uh, uh, and if you thought, hey, I might like something called New Metal, it's spelled N-U, and I think that tells you a lot. If you, I think from that you have an idea of whether or not you want to like it. Uh, but we're going to talk about New Metal today. We have a great presentation on it from Anthony, and we're going to include such things as this complicated uh, squid graph of genres. We're going to talk about Fight Club, and of course this photo of, uh, is that Bush and Gorbachev shaving, shaking mm -hmm. hands? Um, My two great. favorite leader, world leaders. Bush yeah. Senior, all of this shop. and more. Your really top quickly, top five can, leaders. You can get include the other Bushes. Can oh, yeah, we? Yeah. Can we go ahead and just like, just skip over the we don't talk about Fight Club thing? And it's like we, it's cool. We're gonna just gonna talk yeah. about it, and then we don't have to actually reference that that meta joke anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's okay that we're talking about Fight Club. We're going to cut this cool part this. out, right? Like, of us talking about how we're not going to talk, talk about, about Fight Club. Like, ta even talking about how we're not talking about it mm. seems like you're talking about it. Yeah, cut I this part say, where we talk um, about Fight Club, uh, I, editor. I, I, guys, editor Randy, guys, could you cut this part where we talk about Fight Club? <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say, this happens a lot in the coming up, but we have already talked about Fight Club for more than I'm going to in my presentation. Yeah. Uh, Randy, uh, Randy there was presentation. Yeah. Yeah, we've already got up. I wanted to talk about Gorbachev and Bush. Two leaders with very iconic upper foreheads. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't get a lot of leaders. Like Trump also has a very like form the forehead up. Dude, but yeah. like Bush and Gorbachev, definitely like you give me just a picture of their eyebrows to the top mm -hmm. of their crowns, I can nail both what of them era, in a what second. Era for upper foreheads. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tear down that wall of head you've yeah. got. <laughs> well, you it was headbutt yeah. that wall. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hunter, was that like a, a bonk reference? I, I know you just. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out uh, this week's OGA about Bonk's Revenge, uh, featuring uh, Brandon Sheffield, which uh, kind of blew my mind that he agreed to come on the show. And then, That's honestly, the amazing. episode is mostly just us trying to get him to talk more because we were just blown away the whole time. It's weird to podcast well, with somebody you listen to in podcasts. By the way, it's just a weird, so weird. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this uh, let me introduce you to the panel of all these great voices you're hearing right now in a game that I call uh, Three Hosts and a Lie. I'm Alex. I'm a comedian. I'm the host of the show. And uh, this fact, which could be true or not, three of these will be true. One of them won't. But you Wait. use this fact. Uh, You've already no, used this fact. That was the, no. I forgot to change mine. Oh, oh okay. why so I, I got oh. distracted. I thought you were just so proud of this fact. No, you just keep no. trying to show it. Funny in that every week you were like, I used to work at a topless <laughs> magazine. That's so funny. No, I just my I you know we're we're recording this a day earlier than we have been, and I in my I rushed through with some of my prep. Mm. Um, let me. 
come back around on this. Well, here's the okay. Here's what's gonna happen. Uh, I, in the randomizer this week, I drew my name for the lie. So you're just gonna have no fact and three truths today. Okay. I don't have time to I'm fit in a lie up. of mine. So here's three true things nice. about other people. Wait, Nine so you couldn't come up bucks. with a lie quickly? <laughs> like. like <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was I you were stalling just, because you had to come up with something true, but a lie you could just make up. No, I could just make up a lie, but now like because you've seen that one on the thing, it would just be weird <laughs> yeah. if it switched and then that one was the lie. So, okay, I'm going to introduce you guys with just a everyone gets a fun fact. One of these might not be true. I'm your host. <laughs> I have 90 butts. 90 butts? That's a fact about what? me. What? That's Where are you been keeping all these butts, dude? They're in my pants. In We're a the closet. Up, with same place. I haven't. Right? It's been a while since I've seen you in the flesh, so I, I guess know. maybe you it did is, 90 butts. butts. It was a series of butt implants that went wrong, and then each yeah. time... You, you don't, it's but, okay, it's but like it's when like you tattoos. get a kidney transplant, you don't take out the old kidney, you just add a right. new kidney. You add a new, so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I just have been adding layers and layers of butts. But you don't I have 90 penises, right? There's not 90 mm. different ways to when get I in there, butts, right? I mean the I mean the, the, the cheeks, mostly. Just the cheeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. The anus is a series of thin slices of tubes, so you could add tubes to the end of it yeah that could be true it could be not true i have nine <laughs> it's not a dump no, truck according to this no anuses is what it says mm. so and there's no way in hunter no way in no way out it's just a it's just a, it's just a two well, as sartre said hell is other butts so <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that could be true. It could be false. Uh, let me just see the rest of the panel. Our uh, chief marketing officer, Ezra, uh, once saw Weird Al in a parking lot. Cool. Yeah, this is in L.A. And um, was I he was parking? Say, no, I mean, he had already parked. He was walking. I was going to mm. say something. And then, like, someone else came by and was really excited to see him. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm your biggest fan. So this other guy was like, I can't really match that energy. So I'm just going <laughs> to, like, carry on. <laughs> I love Weird Al. I just, he was, this guy was so hype. I was like, I was, yeah. I, this is cool for me, but I'm going to enjoy this from afar and not be that guy. But it would have been yeah. so funny if you'd walked up and been like, I'm your second biggest fan. And it's kind of <laughs> cool to see you. You should have like walked a top up. 30 fan. You should have walked up and said exactly what the other guy said, but changed the words a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. You know, and have done like a parody. <laughs> a of the first I, fan, oh right? my God, I am so your good. largest yeah. fan. Yeah. Made it about yeah. ham or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ham. Ham. I mean, oh. like, you know, that's a good deep. That ham would have cut. been a good bit. I think he would have appreciated that. Also uh, joining us, our uh, chief historian, uh, Anthony Lopez. Fun fact about you: you had three leg fractures in three years. Yeah, I spent a good portion of my early teens in cast. Uh, yeah, you must have gotten just, really good at like stairs with crutches wait yeah. oh my god was, were you like a triple like soccer rookie of the year kind of thing because that's all i know about Cass when you're young no right? is that you no. it's a rookie of the year thing right no you can, i got pitch really fastball. well with his right leg yeah i got <laughs> one from wrestling with a friend i got one because i slipped off a sidewalk which was a very cool way to break your leg uh, uh, that's super cool yeah, and then I don't actually remember how my third fracture happened, but I just remember my mom being. Were they like, the same place? Were you refracturing? No, they were, they were different legs. So one wow. of them was twice. One of them was All once. One legs. was a. One was an. I, I cracked my ankle. Other two were foot fractures. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, I just had like the three years in a row where I just kept breaking my legs and uh, drove everyone I knew crazy. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with your legs? Man, um, I really loved Rookie of the Year as a kid. That was that was yeah. squarely in my time frame and in my wheelhouse for kid gets injured and turns out to be a great major league pitcher. That that's mm -hmm. my favorite of the uh Magic Baseball uh, I guess trilogy. Like it's sure. it's uh but uh definitely the worst one is Angels in the Outfield. Mm -hmm. I think. Oh yeah. 
Did you have you seen the original Angels in the Outfield or only the remake? Uh, I mean, I, I lived. I, my my little league team actually had Angels uh, helping us, yeah, so yeah. I felt like I, you know, it was my you right. That's option. why you didn't like yeah. it. Is because yes, you're like, not that's accurate. not realistic. They, this is not how my Christopher Lloyd. But was. you had you had like Bible realistic Nephilim angels helping you, so they were <laughs> yes. like crazy looking. They yeah. had the the, the the flaming swords. They yeah. uh, they really terrorized the other team. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, demon, has anyone done demons in the outfield? That'd be a good well, we should do that's that. That's pretty good, actually. A kid's team that sells their soul to the devil, and it's like just fucking monsters well, out in the I mean, outfield well, helping there, them. There is Damn Yankees, which is sell your soul to the devil to play baseball well. Oh, mm. okay. I should see Damn Yankees. That sounds fun. It's a classic. Um, I my my dad really liked the like what was it in the forty nineteen forties Angels in the outfield. It was really sweet, and uh, uh, this this was not when. Uh, Disney bought the actual angels and then also made a movie about them at the same time. Nice. Uh, but the old one was cute. Oh my god, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah. Yeah. How Matthew you know? McConaughey's in this too? This is a stack. Mm -hmm. Adrian Brody? This is an amazing cast. Yeah. So what's the third in the Magic Baseball trilogy? Oh, well, I was thinking uh, Little Big League, where he becomes like an amazing oh, yeah. like, money ball uh, like, uh, GM. Yeah. What a good decade for magic baseball kids <laughs> man what a good time um sandlot kind of magic not entirely yeah. magic sandlot was real man sandlot's yeah. that real like hose grounded shit, you know yeah. yeah well they thought there was magic but then there wasn't yeah. the magic was the just like in real life yeah. yeah um and then rounding out our panel our, our official board game influencer uh he, his name is hunter donaldson and a fact about you is you appeared in a menziger music video yeah, which dude. is the most related to the topic of these three four facts that's true i've been in uh, i've been around the music world a little mm -hmm. bit I'm in the first 30 seconds of this video, and I can't—I don't even remember what the song was. Wasn't a fan of the band. Uh, <laughs> was it, it was just me and Jeremiah Coughlin wearing uh -huh. overalls and drinking beer, um, and mm. they couldn't really decide how they wanted to shoot it for a long time. They kept asking us for suggestions, mm, and sure. we didn't know it was going to work like that. So mostly, I was just like, "No, I don't have any ideas." Like. <laughs> That's, I hope I get to be in this video, but I, you know, I just did it because it might be cool. I didn't know the band was a big deal, though. Every once in a while, someone brings them up to me, and I'll show them the video, and they'll be like, wow, that's so cool. And I'm like, is it? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that was cool. I mean, this is a, yeah, this is a a, a weird way to spell men singers, but they are a group of men who sing. Yo. Oh, yeah, men singers. Is that what it is? Do, that must I be know. what it is. That makes it's a like lot of sense. Has there, been, the has there been a mashup? called boys to men singer because i think that would be <laughs> pretty amazing i i think that would be interesting um <laughs> come on internet give it to me not sure it would be good we'll find out uh yeah, but it would be a good like a, a wheel of fortune before and after yeah or is mm -hmm. that jeopardy which one does it before and after they probably both do uh, anyway, that's what that's, boys yeah, that's, to that's men singer is our pitch for yeah, that like your yeah. danger mouse gray album you know, exactly. Like exactly. Album, you know? Well, so we're we're hot on music. Let's talk about today's topic. Our topic is new metal. Let's first start by uh, examining our core memories of new metal. Um, I'll tell you mine really quick. I was playing uh, ping pong in Dan's garage, 
and he put on uh, a bar with the bar, and I, I enjoyed it tremendously because mm. I was 12. I'm sorry, how does that one go again? Can you give me a little, just a little... We don't, we don't need to... Oh, I don't okay. think I need to sing it because I don't want like YouTube to like take us down. Oh, but yeah, because you'll sing it real good. and then, It'd be yeah, so yeah. recognizable. So I think just get in the pit and try to love someone, Hunter. You'll I figure mean, it out. Yeah. I think the, the, fun, <laughs> the fun thing about bar is that if you were just saying the lyrics out like as like a spoken word, mm -hmm. it's, I think it's arguably better. Yeah, well, I mean, I would love to see like the William Shatner version of Ball with sure. the Ball. Just him smoking a cigarette, Ball with the Ball. Bang, <laughs> bang, bang. Well, it's, it's got <laughs> a... Somebody get him on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he it's got a real Jabberwocky vibe to yeah. it. It's mm -hmm. got... Uh, it's got that the, the poetry of nonsense syllables that they do so well. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty good back then. Anyone else have a, a, a core memory? Oh, dude. I mean, I have I, a core memory. I'm white trash. <laughs> I don't know if you all knew this. I'm I'm hella white trash. Like, uh -huh. I, so this was the sound of my people, you know? Yeah. It was either this or country music. Those were the two options. And I selected new metal until uh -huh. I was like 15. And then somebody told me that it sucked. And I was like, I don't believe you. And then a year later, I was like, it does suck, actually. Oh, and yeah. You guys pretend, got me on that. that I'm going to pretend I never dug this. But yeah, but, I mean, Dragula still obviously is one of the greatest yeah. songs of all time. I mean, Dragula is not new metal. And uh, I mean, we're going to cover that a Dragula's little bit. Dragula is not right? new metal. Jack, is it Rob old, Zombie old is metal absolutely. with like an E on no. the end? Like ye well, I mean, Rob Zombie <laughs> is not a new metal artist. I, I just want to Dragula is not new metal. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, like new metal is a very specific selection of bands, right? You can you can argue that like White Zombie and Rob Zombie certainly influenced them, but, you know, Rob Zombie, if you're gonna like classify him more, he's more like psychobilly rock, you know, goth metal, um, industrial. Um, but none of uh, yeah, those I, groups I think, are I think new of him metal, as, uh, you know? as 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 cosplay metal. Hmm. I think it's like it's like metal, but also you you, you like makeup. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like destroy. I don't want it to be like Dragula sucks now because I thought it was new metal. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 still good. Um, um I. I had the weirdest thing where I was like, until an hour ago, I was like, I have never listened to new metal. Right. And then when I looked up what is new metal, it was like the end of Usual Suspects, where I'm just like looking around the room, it's like, that's new metal. <laughs> and that's new metal. And it turns out, like, several years of my life, I might have only exclusively listened to new metal without yeah, ever yeah, realizing yeah. this is what I was into. That's what was uh, happening around us. A lot of, yeah. lot of MP3s uh, on, on my hard drive. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but only like this... one or two songs of each, basically. So I, like, I know one song of Papa Roach. I know one song mm. of System and Down. Well, okay, but, like, okay. No one knows two Papa Roach songs. I don't even yeah, know. Papa Roach doesn't even one. know two Papa we Roach songs. One. Yeah. I did actually, this is a, if you did comedy around Portland at a certain time, you ended up on this road gig at a casino in Southern Oregon where the sound person at the theater at this casino was Papa Roach's papa. It was like, it was like the dad of one of the guys the in Papa, papa Roach. Roach. The titular Roach papa. And uh, he would, wow. if you gave him 30 seconds, he would turn any conversation into how underappreciated their other stuff is mm. and how that was where they were really they got way better after they got dropped by the major label and when they were just doing their own thing it was really a lot better and i never took him up on that never found mm. out is insane clown posse new metal or no no <laughs> i mean they the insane clown posse is more uh you know i mean they're more of a rap group than a new metal group but i would not classify them as a new metal group, they they could be on the same bill with a new metal group pretty easily for sure. But I what would about not Linkin Park. Insane. Linkin Park They're is absolutely new metal. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, well, okay. so Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Park obviously is because it's spelled wrong, and that seems to be yeah. one of the key elements of a new metal band. Good SEO, that's yeah. right. Like a, a really ownable, ownable URL. Yes, yes. Hunter but, has an amazing joke about this that I think about all the time still. Aw, I'm glad you think about it all the time. I won't do I it know. here. You'll have to Did find you? it on social <laughs> media. It's on our Patreon. <laughs> It could be. It's probably available it, for free also, not. but yeah, yeah it's the, on um, our Patreon. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yes, it's like uh, uh, a lot of these are takeable URLs. They were not taken mm. before the band yep. came up with their spelling. Yeah. ICP technically looks like it is hardcore hip hop known as horrorcore. Yeah, which that is too many R's and O's. Like, yeah. It could be Rob Zombie as well. Yeah. Um, um, uh, th so, so the point is we were all swimming around these waters. Anthony, what's your yeah. core memory? Since, since you're the gatekeeper of what is and is not new metal, what was your core memory of this? Uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I, I was a, I later got really into metal and hardcore and post-hardcore and I, and I do in a lot of ways have to thank new metal for that. Like new metal mm -hmm. was my entry and I think a lot of people's into actual metal, right? New metal is... Um, you can almost compare it the way that like a lot of people who got in the film of old generation can think like Tim Burton because he's like, you know, baby's first art tour director. Like he really mm. kind of helps you figure out what a director does and will like help you get into deeper films. New Metal was kind of like that for a lot of people. Um, you know, a part of my journey for making this presentation and why I suggested this topic was, you know, originally it was a very sort of cynical joke that like, if we're trying to find the best thing ever, we have to discover some of the worst things. Like, best is only defined by worse, right? Light yeah. is only there because of the darkness, you know? Yeah. Um, and Because you, know, you are, somebody, at heart, a Batman villain. Yeah, and as, as somebody who uh, was ashamed uh, and embarrassed about my sort of love for new metal when I was 12, 13 years old and was very, very resentful about that for a long time, I went into this... Uh, with a very, very cynical point of view. Um, and I actually, the sort of the journey I've gone on over the last week and a half has been really enlightening, and I've really Ooh. enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. And I, I want to sort of talk about, um, I'm going to start my presentation now. <laughs> All right, Anthony, let's have your presentation. Let's have a deep dive into new metal. Yeah. Um. So before we do, you know, I've been listening back to some of the recordings and we talked for a long time on this video, these podcasts, and I take vo um, throat health very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So if I could get all of us just to take a second, kind of clear our throats, and if I could mm -hmm. just get each of us to give us a nice uh, little like, <clears throat> I'd really appreciate it. Can I get a quick boo-ha-ha from everyone? I can't. <laughs> there we go. That's what I like to see. Now we're ready to talk do it. about new metal. So real fast, I want to tell you guys a story. Um, okay. About a year and a half ago, my wife and I went to go see a movie. Uh, it was at a mall, uh, and we had some time to kill um, before before the movie. So we were walking around this mall, and I swear to God, I saw two teenage girls within about fifteen minutes wearing corn T-shirts. And just to be clear, these are screenshots from TikTok. These are not no. These are not the two actual girls. No, girls. no, these the are good, good, good. these are just examples of girls wearing corn T-shirts. I was able to yeah. find on the internet. And this today. is corn with a K. Yes, yes. It's important to corn know with a K. Yes, not corn, we're not talking the about vegetable. Yeah, yeah. yeah not That'd be a cool corn, shirt though. Also, vegetable. if you just like yeah. corn, not the yeah. vegetable so, corn. <laughs> so I was walking around. I see these. I see two different girls 
like 14, 15 year old girls wearing corn t shirts. And I thought I was having a stroke. I did, I could not believe <laughs> what I was saying. Yeah, I, I just, through time. I just did not, I was like, I could not believe what I was seeing, right? Yeah. And then yesterday, I don't know if you guys saw this. Yesterday, the New York Times published an article entitled, Are You Ready? The New Metal Renaissance is Upon Us. Well, wow. okay. Well, so, so that's all that's saying is that it's over. Right. No. Like by the time the New York Times writes about what kids are doing, they're not doing it anymore. No. So well, a lot of kids bands... read the New York Times. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> probably going to go but up it's, quite a bit. It's, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 tag, the tag of the thing is bands like Deftones and Slipknot are resonate, resonating with younger fans. Think the TikTok, the Y2K revival and, of course, enduring teenage angst. Sure. Um, so, you know, about a year ago, I saw these T-shirts. Then I started seeing, like, Limp Bizkit being in the news and people talking about them, sharing viral videos. Um, and it was just kind of, like, amazing that, like, new metal as this genre that has been essentially the most hated and derided genre since, like, hair metal, right? Um, and it was kind of coming back again in an interesting way. And I thought this was, like, really fascinating, Right. That this music that's been a punching bag for essentially 20 years uh, was disavowed by most of the artists who were involved in creating it. Uh, most fans, you know, like like the, um, the apostles denying Jesus. Most fans <laughs> denied ever liking new metal. <laughs> you, will, um, but it, it, <laughs> you will deny before the cock crows three times. You will deny, <laughs> deny Papa Roach tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it just got me thinking, and I I started to, like, this week, just go through. I listened to an absurd amount of new metal. I was going to make you guys do it. You've ruined your Spotify recommendations for the next year. Oh, yeah, the algo is like, what? (laughs) But I I have listened to a lot of it. I've Uh done a lot of research in it. And I want to sort of talk about uh, kind of my new appreciation for it and what I think um, would make it sort of deserve to be on this list, even that is... Very, very low. So I want us to grab a red baseball caps, down tune our guitars, and let's rap about it. Yeah, right? let's rap. This is one of those great things where you can tell from the just the fonts of the band logos that, that whether or not you want to see this show. Yeah. You just but, have um, this compilation of their logos, and I can tell from the fonts I would not enjoy this show. I, I have a quick trivia question. Who, I just top of your head, who is the best person to have ever worn a red baseball cap? I think that is like the thing that <laughs> I'm trying to figure Probably out. Probably a baseball think... player, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, baseball definitely a baseball player. player. Like, like yeah. what, Pete Rose, you mean? <laughs> sure, yeah, Pete no. Rose is a good guess. <laughs> but the uh, Red Sox, because they were. It, it's it's a misnomer. Yeah, the they also Sox, wear red yeah. hats. That's mm. true. Yeah. Um, but first, before we kind of get into new metal, okay. I want to sort of talk about music genres are really weird in 2023, right? Yes. So yes. as kids who grew up in the 90s. Um, or if you were alive before that, it's very hard to for people younger than us to sort of appreciate what musical genres used to be like. So I want to ask us a question. Yeah. What genre of music is Old Town Rose by Little Nas X? Yeah. Right? Oh, and I, I use it specifically yeah. the, the, because this was such a big deal, obviously egged on by racism and yeah, undercurrents yeah, yeah. of that. It would but, be country if country music wasn't systematically racist, and so yes. they, didn't, they disavowed it. They but wouldn't it's, play it. It's a country song with hip hop elements. It's a hip hop song with country elements. And like this is kind of what all music is today, right? It is all this sort of blurring together of different genres. Genres don't really mean anything like the way they used to. So like when we were growing up, I would argue that people didn't really like music as much as they liked specific 
genres of music, right? Most 80s movies about high school are based around this, right? The cliches of, like, you have the metal kids who just like metal. You have the hip-hop kids who just like hip-hop. The pop kids who just like pop. You know, I when I was in school, I knew so many kids who just listened to ska. That was all they did. They just liked yeah. ska and nothing else. You Which know? tells us, like, exactly the two years you must have been in school because that was a yeah. pretty limited movement. Mm-hmm. Well, I have heard a theory on this, though, that this is a lot to do with radio was that a radio station has to have a billboard that says the genre of music they're playing. Right. But if you, go to, uh, if you go to listen to the radio now, you go to Spotify, yeah. you pick a band, and it can wander yeah. wherever the algorithm wants to well, wander from there. It's also so that, you don't you know, have to be as clearly delineated. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that. And it's also that, you know, it's it's hard to remember, you know, but like before the record industry completely imploded, record CDs were twenty, thirty dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a investment to get into stuff, right? Yeah, that's but if so you true. Look, when you look at, you know, music in the nineties, you had pop, hip hop, country, rock, you know. Uh, but now most pop songs have rap verses, country songs have mm. rock bridges, rap yeah. songs have pop hooks. You know, yeah. if you look at like like the musical styles of an artist like Grimes, right? Or someone like who who goes from like one Grimes song will be like this fairy synthetic pop and then next she's basically doing like a new metal song, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's like really interesting. One of my favorite pop artists of the last few years is Olivia Rodrigo and she has two songs I really like, Good For You and Brutal, which were essentially pop punk songs. Right. Yeah. If in 1999, I, well, man, that actually hurts my feelings when you call him that. But "Good for You" yeah. is a very, very good song. But it's yeah, definitely but it, it more. Is, I think of it, it as more pop, pop, pop than punk. That no, but that's my point, right? Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. the delineations were always pop punk was always pop, right? But they would always be played on different stations. Like if 1999, if Britney Spears had released "Skater Girl," there would have been riots in the streets. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though today "Skater Girl" by Avril Lavigne and "Oops, I Did It Again" would be played on the same radio station mm. back to back, but in the mm. 90s they had to be very different. If Avril Lavigne released "Oops, I Did It Again," people would lose their would have lost their goddamn minds in the 90s, and, right? And now they would be like, "Oh, this will be on a different portion of your era's tour." Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like I think that is so fascinating about modern yeah. music and how siloed it was through the 90s. And I want to argue that one of the things about new metal is that it was really the first new genre of music that sort of took this approach to music. So the first part of this I'm calling uh, Walk This Way. How did the metal become new? I would <laughs> um, just say, to be clear, the first part of this is called Part 2, Walk yes, This the- Way. Yeah, the first part of this was actually called part one, how the yes. metal, what's new is new again. This right. is part two, walk this way. So how did the metal become new? So hmm. we got to talk about a handful of musical influences that sort of led to new metal being a thing, right? Um, you really can't talk about any music uh, from the 80s on without talking about the importance of Run DMC's and Aerosmith's crossover on Walk This Way. Besides the fact that they literally changed the way hip-hop was perceived in this country. It revitalized Aerosmith's career, changed the way rock was thought about. Uh, we could do a whole episode on Run DMC's Walk This Way. It's one of the most important songs ever made. It led to a lot of things coming after it. So that's sort of one track we got to talk about. The I feel like it's tra- not cool to like it now, but also mm-hmm. it's kind of a fun song. Yeah, it's a fun song. And, like, again, music would be wildly different 
if that crossover had not happened, right? Hip-hop would right. be considered differently. It would not have caught on the way it did. So on, on one track, you have this sort of like slow crossover of rap and rock between like after Run DMC and Aerosmith, you get bands like Beastie Boys, you get bands like Cypress Hill, you get Anthrax um, doing Bring the Noise with Public Enemy. And then on the other track in the starting the eighties, you get like funk rock and funk metal, right? So that's why we gotta talk about bands like Primus, you gotta talk about bands like White Zombie, Red Hot Chili Peppers, bands that really de-emphasize guitar playing and really brought up like bass playing, which become a huge part of a sort of new metal sound. Um and then of course we gotta talk about Rage Against the Machine. First album came out in nineteen ninety two. They are not a new metal band. It was very frustrating reading a lot of lists and like articles about new metal because people kept mentioning Rage Against the Machine. And it's just like, I can't even take anything you're saying seriously anymore. If you're calling Rage Against the Machine a new metal band. Yeah, uh, yeah they, totally. There's no way I thought it was a new metal band until okay. right now. Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah, you remember that core like memory where we all were guy, exactly on the same idiot. page as to what is yeah. a new metal band yeah, and what is I'm not a stupid idiot. I yeah. didn't think that Rage Against the Machine was new metal. Is, uh, is, is Nine Inch Nails uh, new metal no. or not? Nine Inch Nails is no, new metal. No, I didn't think so. Even I knew that one. Yeah, it was just a... You were just showing what a bad idea would look like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, new Rage Against the Machine uh, really pioneered, like, sort of hard rock, funk influences, uh, rap verses, um, this anger, but there was a very pointed anger, right? It was incredibly left wing. Yeah. It was very, very focused at the machine. Yes, exactly. Yeah, man, that oh, machine is not great. Oh, that's what the name Yeah, is. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the oh. first album. I, I love you. I thought they were talking about that guy Bert Kreischer. Yeah. I thought they were mad yeah. at him. No. Yeah. <laughs> I love you saying that Rage Against the Machine was a lot of anger directed in a specific direction. Yeah. I think that's a at good summary of that band. Um, but you know, uh, you know, they definitely. What's so funny is like if you look through most of these bands, if you you can find quotes when they asked, "What do you think about new metal?" and they mostly go, "I'm really sorry that we contributed to new metal." Like almost yeah. every one of these groups has some kind of quote about that. One of that, my that's favorites. Like their, that's their Manhattan Project, basically. Yeah, oh, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, they, we're, Tim, we're destroyer of, of genres. <laughs> Tim Crawford from Rage Against the Machine, the bass player, has a great quote when he says, um, I do apologize for Limp Bizkit. I really do. I feel really bad that we inspired such bullshit. I love um, musicians trash-talking genres of music. I don't know why I like it so much. Only yeah. if they're good. Because if you're bad and you're trash-talking, it's not as fun. But when you're like successful and good, I really enjoy it. You <laughs> take all these influences, and in 1994... Korn releases their self-titled first album. And this is the actual birth of new metal. Korn was the first new metal band, first new metal album, even though they never rapped or anything like that. They established yeah, which is so to many their credit. of the genres, uh, so many of the other staples of what would later become new metal. All right. So next, I want to take a step back, and I want to give you uh -huh. some context for new metal. Okay, so... We have to talk about America in the 90s. This is right? the second think, part called part three. Part three. Yes, this, <laughs> part this three. Is part two, part the three. Part. <laughs> yeah. America in the 90s. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, music in the 90s was pretty interesting, right? Like, it started off with this incredible bang when these three weird guys from the, uh, Seattle, Washington, and this band called Nirvana released this album called Nevermind, right? This 
was a overnight drastically changed the entire landscape of music in America, right? Hair metal, which was the dominant genre of rock before this, was immediately dead. They went from selling out stadiums to everyone saying you sucked and that we will kill you if we ever see you again. And to right? be clear, the hair is the same length <laughs> yeah. in total. It just went from being sort of teased up to kind of flat and greasy. It's just a yeah, volume issue. Work. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a yeah, less exactly. it's yeah, kind of a more just a little dry shampoo and then you go straight in. You know, yeah. Less yeah, you perming, just, less blow drying. No hairspray, <laughs> right? You yeah. got rid of hairspray. I like the idea of like, like if you just look at music in terms of it, uh, just the hair stuff where it's like, yo, before we liked hair up, but now it's just we like hair down. So yeah. you guys got to get out. You're done. This is totally, <laughs> well, same, totally same different 80s. thing. Get the out hair, of hair up, people. The hair is a perfect metaphor for the difference, right? Like hair metal was about excess, hairspray, gaudy excess, right? And within overnight, this idea of stripped down rawness, like earnest, sincere rock took off, right? And it like sort of this movement in America. It changed the way people looked at it. It gave people sort of like this excitement about what they were gonna see was a bunch of true stuff. And like, it, it, it also was more achievable for the fans. Like, if you wanted to look like your favorite yeah. hair yeah, metal, if you, band, you wanted you to look like smelly people, you can. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you want to just look like you didn't try today. It's a, it's a very, a very doable aesthetic. It's yeah, I like that. That's a lot. what I like about it. I'm doing yeah, it right and, now, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> So I can tell this, from here you've got no hairspray in. <laughs> this musical optimism, right, at the beginning of a new decade, going into the 90s, was like something that was very, very exciting. And then all of her heroes died within a few years, right? Like, it's, it's very hard to explain. Like, and people, like, know Kurt Cobain died. But, like, the shock culturally that happened with the death of Kurt Cobain, right? Like to be clear, idea- you're showing seven pictures on here and I the only one I could name is Kurt Cobain and I think it's just because you just showed it a second ago. I don't know who these other people yeah. are. Well we have uh, the lead singer of Blind Melon, we have the lead singer of NXS, we have the lead singer of Sublime, we have Jeff Buckley, we have the original guitar player from um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. But all of these people that promise like this new optimism, right? As a society we watch them die. A lot of them hurt the idea of Kurt Cobain dying so quickly, right? And like how that really justifies a lot of the cynicism and everything that came with the rest of the nineties cannot be understated, right? In the hip hop world, it's not going much easier, right? Within a few years, you have Easy E, Tupac Shakur, and Biggie Smalls all dead, right? And again, like Kurt Cobain, Tupac, and Biggie aren't just big artists. These are like generation medium defining artists. And within three years, we watch them all die, all from gun violence, coincidentally. Um, but like what this was like as a like psychological effect on the way people viewed music, the way they viewed celebrities, what they viewed like hope and optimism for it. And the 90s swung in an opposite direction very quickly after this, right? Throughout the 90s, we also have, you know, the end of the Cold War. You have the O.J. Simpson trial, which, you know, you can blame so much of our current culture, not necessarily on the facts of the trial, but the way media was rewarded and, co- and the way it covered that. You can draw a straight line to like everything that's kind of wrong with the way the modern media landscape starts with the O.J. Simpson trial. Jerry Springer's the biggest thing on TV. You have the 1992 race, L.A. race riots. You have the early internet. Um, all of this stuff. You're really hitting all the best messing. of the 90s here. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's what you I'm talking about. The early yeah. internet is Netscape just, we're just lumping that in. Yeah, the early yeah, internet yeah. didn't necessarily do anything. It's just, mm. you can fill in the blank. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, it was the end of history, right? I'm trying to give a context for a world that would allow new metal to become such a big genre, right? Um, so, because of all of this, this, like, 90s feeling of defeated cynicalness sort of kicks in, right? And you start to see it in movies like Reality Bites, Office Space, American Beauty, Fight Club, this feeling that, like, capitalism is one. Um, for the rest of your life, nothing good is ever going to happen. You're going to work in a cubicle, then you're going to go home and you're going to consume, and you're going to repeat that until you die, right? That was the feeling that was kind of very prevalent in the 90s, right? And I that's gone said, away. American Beauty solved that. <laughs> no, the Matrix you know, that, solved that. Well, that's yeah, true. that's yeah, true. Yeah. We all took the red pill. Um, yeah. In 1997, yep. <laughs> South Park premieres, right? And this idea of like caring about anything becomes super lame. It becomes super yeah. like gauche. If you give a fuck, you're a loser. How dare you? You should just like not give a shit about anything, right? Yeah, man. You might as well be walking in the sun, you know? <laughs> yes. That's what I'm getting to. Let's talk about the radio in the 90s, right? We start out the decade with Nirvana, all these great sort of bands. And by the mid-90s, Smash Mouth is really big. Creed is really big. Bands like uh, Counting was... Crows. Smash Swing? Mouth, one of the first records I ever owned. That was doesn't that? surprise me. Yeah, at all. I, you didn't have to tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I can see record? you, and I know you, yeah. how old you are. So, yeah, it was it was on the radio. It was on We're TV. Definitely a Smash Mouth and Bare Naked Ladies guy. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Had a Bare Naked hey. Ladies. Yeah, I also had the, uh, 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 Matchbox Twenty. Was one in that first mm, five absolutely. records? Absolutely. Yeah, you and my yeah. mom just jamming out to <laughs> Matchbox yeah, yeah. Twenty. You know, I gotta say, out of those three groups, I, Bare look, Naked Ladies. As an adult, but roasting me as a ten-year-old feels a little mean. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he knows what he did. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. what were you saying about Bare Naked Ladies, Anthony? Bare Naked Ladies actually a kind of a legit band. If you get I past like one week, yeah. some oh, of yeah. the deeper They're cuts are actually bands, pretty good. Dude. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> my my first album was uh, Metallica, the Black Album. Oh yeah, yeah. oh dude, that's a good oh, album. first album. Later into Metallica, the soundtrack yeah. to the two thousands Godzilla mo- or the the nineteen ninety nine Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Puff Daddy and yeah. uh, Puff Jimmy Daddy, Page. Dude, had that cashmere yeah. sample. Yeah, dude. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good yeah, album. Yeah, dude. Um, my first I album. I found out what probably... a sample was because my uncle yeah. kept being like, "This is from Led Zeppelin, actually." And I was like, "I don't know what that is." I also uncle, two yeah, of my uncles loved first... that. Uncles loved being able to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of my other firsts were like Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band, which had a one. It was a one hit wonder. That's like an incredible blues musician still, but had like a one pop radio hit. Had a lot of one hit wonders. Mm. I was really into. It. I was like, these will last forever. Yeah, and then you yeah. never again. <laughs> You were like a curse. Wait, Anthony, <laughs> well, yeah, I really exactly. want to know yours. What's Anthony's? Uh, my the first album I ever bought, I believe, was MXPX Life in General. It's a good little mm. Christian kid who was in the punk rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, very, very pop punky, but was like a gateway into like more good punk rock music. But it was definitely an MXPX album. Um, yeah. But, you know, like this idea of like, you know, Again, you start off the 90s with, like, this, like, sincere thing, and we end up with Smash Mouth and, again, like, Swing becoming this very big genre. It's so wild (laughs) that that actually happened, right? And Um, what what a perfect time, because it was when I was in high school jazz band, and mm -hmm. I I remember 
I have a very clear memory of Mr. Bob, our band teacher, walking and holding a newspaper up, probably the New York Times, that said, like, swing is cool again, and <laughs> him holding it up and going, guys, what does this mean? When was it not cool? <laughs> and you tipped, your, you tipped your fedora to him and said, hey, daddy-o. <laughs> hey. Here's, here's the problem. All right, look, when, when it was grunge, like, you just have bad, like, you know, like, dirty clothes with rips, and you give yourself whiplash. Yeah. Swing, you have to have like a full zoot suit and like ner- yeah. learn steps. It was real. That's a this real is challenge. Why it went out. Yeah, it was, it was too a, hard to maintain your zoot yeah. suits. You got to learn how to swing a lady through your legs and pick her up and lift her yeah, above yeah, your yeah. head. That's a lot of work for enjoying some music. Of all the things um, you've said, by the way, just with where I am now, like I would listen to Brian Seltzer today. Like I would enjoy uh, the Brian Seltzer Orchestra has, re- has some really good stuff, and I still like some of that revival swing. There's some really fun I mean, things in there. I'll listen to Stray Cats, Brian. Listening to Brian Seltzer's revival, you know. What I, I, mean? I, I believe I like he rebranded. Um, actually, I think he's Brian uh, SodaStream now. <laughs> no, I am. Thank you, Ezra. Super um, dumb. <laughs> one, one more dumb anecdote was uh, I uh, the uh, the Cherry Poppin' Daddies, a popular mm. swing revival for like it was basically like a ska punk band that they were like, oh, this is money, and so they just put out a straight swing album and collected all the money and then went back to making their weird ska punk. But I Good went job. I went to a record signing of theirs in Berkeley, California, and uh, I was like, this is the coolest thing to the guy, and he was like, dude, in six months you'll have no idea who we are. But it was, he was wrong. He, he was he's wrong, but he was like also very aware of where they were and what was happening. He was yeah. not fooled into thinking this was the future of music. Yeah, Squirrel Nut Zippo thought this was going to last forever. Uh, they weren't <laughs> as realistic. Actually, of the of the swing revivals, I think Squirrel Nut Zippers were like some of my oh. favorite musicians because they oh, did. Yeah, they, they had for hot sure. jazz. Yeah, they were the most legit of them. You know, you know, and also in other ways in the '90s, you know, hip hop has this very odd trajectory through the '90s. You know, there's some a lot of great stuff in late 90s hip-hop, but, like, if you look at the beginning of the 90s, you go from, like, this really wide, diverse range of, like, you can have Dr. Dre's The Chronic, Public Enemy, Tribe Called Quest, and The Fugees all on the radio at the same time. By the late 90s, it's almost exclusively gangster rap, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it would be that way for a while until sort of, like, Otis, like, Kanye West combined, like, drastically changed the temperature of hip-hop and sort of, like, the national consciousness. So, like, Music is just getting smaller and more precise. And then we got to talk about how what's going on in pop music was this guy named Max Merton was about to hit the scene. Um, real quick side note. Mm. Do any of you guys know who Max Merton is? That seems not like yes. not a side note. That seems like yeah. the note on the soundtrack. Yeah, the note. But I yeah. do not know who this is, no. Uh, oh, Max, I learned not. about Max Martin like what? five or six years ago, and I've been obsessed with him. I think he would actually be a very fascinating person to do um, on this show. Uh, Max Martin is the most successful and prolific pop songwriter of all time. Um, Give me some He credit. has 25 number one hits, wow. the third most... Of anyone of all time, only behind John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Um, no kidding. And he's still making pop music, so within his lifetime, he will probably surpass them. Um, he has basically defined the sound of pop music for the last 25 years. Um, he wrote all the major hits for the Backstreet Boys. He wrote all the major hits for Britney Spears, including Baby One More Time. He no wrote kidding. stuff like Bon Jovi's It's My Life. 
He wrote uh, Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone, or Behind Blue Hazel Eyes. He's the songwriter for most of Katy Perry's hits. He's worked with Ariana Grande. He's the co-songwriter of Taylor Swift's We Are Never Getting Back Together and Shake It Off. He is the songwriter of The Weeknd's uh, Blinding Lights and uh, I Can't Feel My Face. Um, if you've listened to any wow. pop music over the last 25 years, there's a good chance it has either been written, coven, or produced by Max Moan. If you uh, what you're saying up. is we we love Max Martin even if we don't know it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, you, you've been a lot of you're, like you're, the Max Martin uh, playlist is full uh, on your Spotify. Yeah, these I, are I bangers, yeah. man. Holy the, cow! The, yeah. the the two things we want follow ups on this. Um, check out the book uh, The Song Machine. Um, yes, which is a and then also uh, Netflix had like a like a eight part like TV thing called uh, This Is Pop, uh, which would both be like good good uh, cover some of the, the Swedish uh, uh, pop influence on American yes. music. So Max Moen's really interesting. He rarely gives interviews. He still lives in Sweden. Seems like a pretty humble guy. He just happens to be the most successful pop songwriter of our time. Um, he has worked with a bunch of different artists. He really has defined, defined the sound of pop music for the last 30 years. Super interesting guy. Um, yeah. Everyone knows his songs, but if he was sitting next to you at the DMV, you would just assume he was a weird Swedish guy with long hair. Um, yeah, it's Hunter, so like that. Hunter, if you get your hair a little bit longer, I think you might be able to pass for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give you like I a think you could jacket. pull off Swedish. Yeah, I could pull off Swedish, uh, <laughs> I, and I do sometimes in the winter. I, I pull off Swedish most of the time, just yeah. because it's a lot I have easier. Swedish. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? While that is amazing, I do think it is something that like so much of the pop music at this time, and still to say, but like the idea that so much of it is created by a, such a small handful of people, right? And this idea of like, you know, back in the nine late nineties, there's like instinct of Backstreet Boys, and like people would argue about which is better. But it was the same songwriters writing Max the songs. Martin was it was doing the both same, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the same group, right? Just doing different. Well, yeah, this is pop music sing, is like know? constructed and fake. <laughs> yeah, of all the you know the the that great band, the Backstreet Boys, of all original mm. ideas, completely just just a bunch of friends hanging out making music yeah. together, as we know. They don't actually bun- care about each other. Yeah, no, just it's a bunch ridiculous. of boys from the Backstreet making music, right? <laughs> um, the Backstreet. I still don't know what but, a Backstreet is, actually. Oh, I, I think Billy Joel told us about that. Um, oh yeah, I think that's, he did that's too. That's like that's what happens, like. That's what the Uptown Girls' parents do not like want you. Oh to get yeah. Uh, yeah, Billy Joel but, thing. Yeah, all Max I know Martin, is that you know it was like, what's wrong with taking the back street? Uh, oh, there's so much, dude. You don't <laughs> even know. There's so much wrong. Well, you never know if you don't go. But you know, like, so with all of this context for sort of how we got here. Let's get into part three, part four, break stuff. <laughs> so into this ugly world comes an incredibly ugly form of music, right? I, I genuinely, genuinely believe that only... Uh, don't you mean a sick-ass form of music? Yeah, I mean... I mean, it does, aesthetically, it is right? bad. I, what, like, ev- the image is shifting just from the pop world to this world. It's just... Uh, it's intense. Yeah, but I think that, like, again, like, only because we have that contrast, right, would this type of music ever really have had the chance to sort of break through, right? It's this combination of all these different influences converging, music getting so stale and, like, sort of 
commercial and fake and artificial sounding that like by juxtaposition we are able to like make this like music that like is able to take off and resonate with a group of people who feel like the world sucks there's no point in going like trying for anything better because yeah. nothing's ever going to get better so just be yes. angry about it right yeah, yeah. our biscuits work prime <laughs> yes <laughs> um, that's back when they were very firm yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so, but just this just on the, the the jump to this image though it's just so go- goatee heavy it just there's just a lot of goatees all of a sudden yeah, i mean that's why i like slipknot because they always wore masks so i would see him be like one with their facial hair is like under there what's cory <laughs> taylor rocking so many goatees under those masks um, yep i also like that any one of these people could also be in daft punk we don't yeah, know, dude. So yeah, true. True. There could be a mask yeah. underneath the mask. There could be another mask, right? I love so. the idea of yeah. Daft Punk taking off their helmet and it's a Slipknot mask, mask. dude. <laughs> that would be a good reveal. A lot of Slipknot fans would have to walk back some of their pri- previous statements. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, so very very quickly after Korn's first album, you know they have two separate albums after that. Uh, you have Limp Bizkit from Florida comes out, Deftone, Slipknot, the most in a from few Florida. Years. Yeah, you didn't tell me that. You do not have that. to mention ever <laughs> that Limp, Limp Bizkit is from Florida. Florida. It's very obvious. But what is really interesting about these four bands, why I selected them for this thing here, is that new metal is such a diverse sound, right? It, they're mostly only connected by mood and having similar influences, right? You can't really mm-hmm. define what new metal. New metal is a lot like pornography in the sense like you know it when you hear it. You know what I mean? It's very hard to define <laughs> what it is, you know? It is, it is like, because like, you know, you have corn and Limp Bizkit, Deftones and Slipknot are all doing drastically things. You know, corn doesn't rap. Uh, Slipknot is much heavier than Limp Bizkit is, right? Yeah. Like, uh, they're just sort of, like I said, by you know, moody influences, down tuned guitars. They you don't ever see hear guitar solos in um, new metal. Um, you know, incorporating turntables and DJs was like a fairly novel thing that they did. And I think a big part of it was just like the lyrics were angsty and angry, but not angry at anything specific. Yeah. Just this angry was this was at rage everything. against the vibes. Yes, so it was like rage a, against whatever. A mm. good example of sort of what I think separates a band like Rage Against the Machine versus the new metal bands is I want to share um, my favorite verse from Rage Against the Machine is from a song released in 1999 called Sleep Now in the Fire. Um, and the first verse, I think, is like, it's really well written. It's super pointed. It's written from the point of view of sort of like the machine, if you will. But the first verse of Sleep Now in the Fire is, The world is my expense, the cost of my desire. Jesus blessed me with his future, and, I, and we protect it with fire. So raise your fist and march around. Don't dare take what you need. I'll jail and bury those committed, and I'll smother the rest in greed. Crawl with me into tomorrow, or I'll drag you into your grave. I'm deep inside your children. They'll betray you in my name. Right? Very yeah. angry, but incredibly insightful. Really interesting. And on Focused the other on side, that machine. Yeah, I want to focus on the opening verse to Limp Bizkit's Break Stuff. All right? <laughs> It's just one do, of those do, days. Does any does anyone not already have this loaded in their brain? Already? Oh yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> it's just one of those days. Yeah, we know. It's just one of those days where you don't want to get up. Everything is mm-hmm. fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't know why, <laughs> but 
but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. off. No (laughs) human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. Oh my god! Wait, yeah. has right. there been and a Alexander and the very bad, horrible, no good, very bad, like day like mashup with Limp Bizkit break stuff? Like, <laughs> I feel oh, like absolutely. that is Limp Bizkit that, and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad. Yeah, day. It yeah. makes a lot of sense, right? This is what it's he's just listening one of those to. days where you wake up with gum in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> but like this idea, like this juxtaposition of just how pointlessly angry limp biscuits break stuff is right is such a good example of the difference between like the music that came before new metal and then what new metal came to represent right um so very very quickly after these first few years new metal takes off in a big way there's a huge bunch of bands they're all trying to stand out for each other fashion gets really insane um by the mid-2000s uh, it becomes basically a parody of itself. You know, there are yeah. a few successes, like Lincoln Park's first album comes out in 2001. I don't know if you know this, but Hybrid Theory is the most successful rock album of the 21st century. Uh, it sold like 30 million copies. Uh, still Oof. no album since Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory has sold more copies than Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory. Wow. To be fair. Um, to be, okay, so that's a cool stat, but also this was the time when album sales transitioned yeah, exactly. out of existence, so they might, might actually have that. They get to keep that forever because no one will Probably. ever sell yeah. a number of albums ever again. Well, okay, in, in 20 years, you'll say, dude, Hybrid Theory is the most successful rock album of the 21st century, and the other person will be like, what's an album? Album, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, how many streams did it get? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. Huh. Fun, fun yeah, fact, I mean, I, Lincoln, I, Lincoln Park used to be known as Hybrid Theory. Yeah. Like, that was their album. That was a band name. That is oh. that, well because originally when they found out that they couldn't use Lincoln Park the park they went for Hybrid Theory and then they realized they could change the the letters. Oh and yeah. They went back. yeah, sneaky. Yeah, yeah. it was well, like I, what I know is that they just they stand for a lot of the same values as Abraham Lincoln. No, oh, yeah, because <laughs> they model a lot hats. of their politics on a- Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, um, LinkedIn is actually what they were playing. Abraham off of. LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn <laughs> Park. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, you had bands like Crazy Town and Butterfly is probably one of the worst things ever made. I don't remember um, that song. What is, what is that song? You, you would yeah. know Butterfly really if you heard it. An- Anthony, do you want it. to sing it for I'll, 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 I'll sing it for you. Dun, 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 dun. That's not it. That's that was a callback. You guys remember song. that? Yeah. Yes, that episode of our bit. show? Um, yes. Um, you know, by the time hair metal was over, by the time new metal was over, People haven't been this angry and upset at a genre of music, like I said, since hair metal. You know, by the mid-2000s, we had the war, of a terror, war on terror, a recession coming, crackdown on civil liberties, the rise of social networks. So my point is, we had real fucking problems, and that is why mm-hmm. new metal actually fell out of fashion, right? New, so many um, problems caused by the machine, mostly. Yeah. Caused That's by the machine. raged back. against it or something. <laughs> it raged a little more harder. Effective. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a part of why in 2023 new metal is coming back because the problems have gotten so bad that new metal actually seems justifiably angry now, right? You have like kids today who lost two years of their lives to COVID. They are watching their planet die in real time. Housing is spinning out of the control and they know they will never be able to afford a house. Yeah. Uh, the rise of the far right, civil rights being stripped away, wealth inequality at a whole t- all time, you know, and 
Max Moten is at the back of, is the back at the top of the goddamn pop charts. <laughs> it doesn't matter what's going on in with the machine. Max Martin yeah. is just sitting at his desk typing out bangers. Yeah, but I mean, like the fact okay. it is it is enough. All these things are enough to make you you know not want to wake up. You know because yes, it makes me exactly. want to break stuff for sure. Yeah, Everybody sucks. Like so, like this idea that like the world is actually yeah, so, finally so caught Lipsk's up. Biscuit's theory is instead of rage against the machine, it's like rage against a bad night's sleep. Rage I mean, against waking up on the wrong side of the bed. Olympus was just having a bad day and writing a song about it. What's the yeah. problem? Yeah. Yeah, it happens well, all very, the time. Because it's like a good song you can like imagine yourself in, and you're like, I've yeah. had bad days. Yeah. I've had one of those days. Yeah. And I, we've all had bad days. Uncontrolled anger problems. Yeah, we've all had bad days, and we've all done it for the nookie, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's, it, yep. it's, you know, it's a land of contrast. It That's is yeah, the human experience. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, and I, I do think that, like, as I've kind of rediscovered new metal, and it's just, it's got me thinking the way, the way, like, maybe all music today is new metal in a sense, the way it kind of blends together. And it's like that other thing I say a lot on the show recently is like the first guy through the door always gets <laughs> shot, right? Like, yes. the first genre to do this is going to be shit on. But maybe we should actually appreciate that, mm. like, so much of a modern musical landscape came because a bunch of weirdos pit on mask and started mashing up different genres um so that is kind of my yeah yeah yeah. okay okay i i mean i Um, do like masks i don't think we've talked enough about this but i do like i kind of hate that grunge was too easy to achieve i like that when it takes a lot of work to get into costume for a show give you some pageantry right give you some yes yes. i mean if anything like you know say what you will about slipknot but here's the thing about slipknot i respect bands that just have too many members because oh, yeah. it's just like that's so many mouths to feed, right? You're not just doing right. this for the it, money. Well, yeah. To be fair, no wait, wait, with, you, with Slipknot, no food was getting past any of those masks, so they were not that yeah, many mouths to feed. Is that? Yeah, that's true. Well, some of the masks had multiple mouths on them, so that made it even yeah. harder. Oh, even worse. Like, okay. When Slipknot started out, how did they even tour? There were yeah, so they, many people in a van. The finances of Slipknot touring is hard for me to wrap my head it, around. It's so impressive. We're going to split this money 42 ways. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like the I do like, polyphonic yeah, like, spree. You know, it's yeah. just like there's too many members here. This is kind of like the AYSO thing of, of soccer where it's like, look, everyone plays. You sign up, you play, right? So yeah, we, yeah, we have yeah. anyone who wants to be in Slipknot gets Everybody to be Everybody gets to be in at least three quarters of the Slipknot songs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody who wants to. You can only set out one song. But if you, if you are interested in getting in the new metal, I thought I would because I spent this week listening to so much of it. Yeah. I would kind of give you my personal top five new metal bands if you wake up on the um, wrong side of the bed here are five bands to listen to five bands. yeah um if it's just so, one of those days yeah yes if it's just one of those days. so number one and two shared um i think even outside of new metal uh i genuinely love system of a down and deftones i think they are the two best bands to come out of this medium um 100 legit actual good bands i think i could listen to deftones or system of a down any of the of the week, Death System of Down, certainly along with Raging Against Machine, as somebody who grew up in a very conservative, very religious household, um, they were not just angry at nothing. They were incredibly political. They were, you know, they're four Armenian guys who mixed in a lot of Middle Eastern and Armenian influences in their hmm. music. Um, they had a huge, wide range of variety and different styles within this stuff. Um, and Deftones are just awesome. Deftones fucking rule so hard. I listened to a lot of Deftones this week. 
uh, and I just love them. They I had sing a death tone song for. What's the song I'm most likely to know? Um, Change in the House of Flies, shove it. Um, mm. uh, you you would know Change in the House of Flies if you heard it. Um, okay, but Deftones, legit awesome band. Um, second category of they have some good stuff. Uh, not something I would go back to a lot, but I can still respect them. Like I said, dude, I didn't know the thing was in Slipknot. Like yeah. he's right there. The freaking thing is in Slipknot. Mm-hmm. And Pinhead. Um, dude, and Pinhead. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know those guys got their start in Slipknot. It's, yeah. I mean, this they, is this is the original. Uh, yeah, like Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's, it's, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a horror movie oh, villain. Oh, dude, and it's the mask, but he painted himself white. Is what it looks mm-hmm. like. Oh, like the wait, wait, is that a Phantom of the Opera mask? Like it's it's the original. Oh Phantom yeah, of dude, the Opera. bring in some old school shit too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no. he's doing it's the Phantom of the Opera mask, but both halves, so it's just a full yes. face mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's you know what ha- he he burned one side of his face and he didn't want to burn the other side, so he yeah, yeah. So one of the other it doesn't yeah. make sense when you think about it. Like you burn one side of your face, so you wear a mask on it. What if you hurt the other side of your face? Don't you want exactly that? Exactly right. You're just that out. Yeah. So right, right, right. keeping your wear face near fires. Sides. Yeah. Once burned, twice shy. That's what they say, yeah. right? That's so you say, definitely, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but Lincoln Park and Slipknot, I also I think have some pretty good stuff, and I can respect them. And then what surprised me the most is I've always made fun of Corn. I've always kind of singled them out as like one of the shittiest new metal bands. But I gotta say, I listened to Corn's first three albums this week, first time in like twenty years, and I was surprised at how good some of Corn's early music is. Uh, I'm, I'm so confused. This is a band called Corn, but the K is facing left to right. Is that a yeah, different? The O is usually backwards as well, too. So that's oh, yeah, crazy. It's right? So confusing. How did they? Yeah, why I, did Spotify put all the letters in the same direction? That's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I've tried to write a letter. It's like Toys R Us. If the R is in the yeah. right direction, it wouldn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for your uh, journey through new metal. New metal. You guys, see uh, new metal. Fucking sight. I'm so proud of you, new metal. Wah. <laughs> 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 This episode is brought to you, as always, by our uh, Patreons, by our BTE Swifties. You can become a BTE Swiftie and support the show at patreon.com slash BTE pod. And as you can tell from the way we joke during the show, there's a lot of content we could put there in the future if we chose Mm. to do that. So right now you can join the Patreon and maybe in the future we'll have some Patreon only content where Anthony sings his favorite new metal songs acapella, for example, all of that and more. (laughs) <laughs> patreon.com slash bte pod to become a swifty all right now it's time this is a weird one it's time to rank new metal on the list of the 21 best things ever hunter as quickly as possible can you read all 21 things in order absolutely <clears throat> Warm beverages, firefighters, Zelda, arcades, women's basketball, uh, human children, my neighbor code, repress like a romance novels, three Star Wars, a mice called Variety Sun, fresh bread, Nordic tracks, straight up comedy, power lifting, cats, videos, playing Halo with the boys, and wow, full house. So, Anthony, you were not here last week. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we definitely made sure everything was above pro wrestling. So, that was something that happened when you weren't here to defend it. Um, That's but you're. Fine. You're here now to talk about new metal. 
where do what do we do with this one, guys? Where do we put this? You know what? This is the first time I really don't have it. I don't care. Um, I think new metal deserves whatever it ends up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I I do okay, feel like I, we I might. We, go ahead, Ez. I think it has to be 21 and bumping Waffle House down because Waffle House has to has to. I want Waffle House to regain its spot at some point and run back around. So that's where I want it to be. Mm. I want right, to keep right. the. I want to keep both bottom spots, so I would request that we put it above playing Halo with the boys. <laughs> um, I don't think that I think I new mean, metal is too cliche too. to be that close to the bottom. Yeah. Um, so we have to say it's better than some things. Uh, you know. I definitely right now, if I had the choice of listening to all of a corn album or playing Halo with the boys, I would way rather play Halo with the boys or, or eating yeah, an entire too. Waffle House uh, menu. Or eating anything on the Waffle House menu, I'd rather watch cat videos. I would probably rather powerlift, although I do feel like powerlifting and cat vi- or and uh, new metal might go well together. Oh my god, yes, that's a yeah. combo right there. You're like, man, I just want to break stuff, but instead I will channeling it into lifting okay. stuff. I am literally curious. Putting new metal in some of these things, like a Nordic track new metal session, would that be better? Like that sounds oh, pretty yeah, good. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I prefer like, to only do music written by a Swedish guy for Nordic track. That's, that's, true, that's pretty good. Here's, I guess, where I come down on this is that was such a good presentation. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. anything, if anything could have moved it up, it would have been that for me. Um, well, I, feel, I don't think. Yeah, I just to be clear, I feel like, Anthony, the sound of it is that you are are happy to have talked about it, but you're not coming in here saying this is you think the should be the best thing. Yeah, ever. where would you put no. it? That's, yeah, I, you gotta. Yeah, you just got done talk. You've already outed yourself as a new metal apologist. There's nothing more <laughs> you can do. You know what I mean? Like, just tell yeah. us where you think it should go. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. I, I this week I listened to a lot of new metal. All right, and racking my brain, the, in part of my presentation, there's a page with like a hundred new metal bands on it. And out of those bands, I could find five I actually liked. Right? <laughs> right. I think that says a lot. That like yeah. I, I listen to a lot of it. And you know what? Not all of it is as bad as I remembered, but like for every like if you combined the best of like System of Down, Deftones, Slipknot Corn, right? There's still like Slipknot like New Metal gave us Kid Rock. Right, it gave yeah, us it's hard to, un- it it's hard to oversell thing. how much Kid Rock sucks. You cannot still. unring yeah, that it, bell. Yeah, yeah, it, it gave us Godsmack. You know, there's. It, Do you guys remember a few years ago when, uh, several years ago now, where John Stewart did a big rally to restore sanity yeah, in like DC? Ten years ago, ten years at least. ago. And yeah. uh, and and their special, like he introduced everyone was like it was a huge festival, and then he was like our musical guest, Kid Rock, and like a hundred thousand people on the on this big festival area were like. What? <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was I just don't a lot remember of people that. who were like not into Kid Rock. Yeah, but like, there was like the fact that like, like yeah, like it gave us so many bad acts who made just bad, lazy, horrible music. Right, like Crazy Town's Butterfly. Right, it's just there, there's just mm. so much garbage associated with it that like I really don't. This could be the last thing. My biggest fear is that we put this last and somehow it loops around to the <laughs> well, best thing. Why, we haven't justified that. Buffer. Yeah, I think, That's why I think yeah. saying 21 for the Waffle House, but which I, I agree I, with. I think bump it one up. Just give it a buffer, right? Like, like I think Halo at the boys, I think, is still too low. And so I, I think we give yeah. it some room to run. Uh, I think 21 I, is right. I think because I do think um, I know Hunter likes to uh, um, 
emphasize how his things are on the bottom about how his his topics have been dumpstered. We all genuinely like playing Halo with the boys. Yeah, that's and true. We pretty know much everything is. above it. Not not metagaming it. This is for sure better. Everything okay. on this list, I like to some extent, or I like how much somebody else likes it. Uh, new battle, I am not feeling that way, but I am. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to have learned about it, and I do mm. like thinking about the way music has changed. And I wish you had said. This whole presentation was about how that Max guy is the best thing ever, even if we didn't realize it, because that would be a solid case to make. Um, yeah. Max Here's Martin. the thing. Behind every Slipknot mask is Max Martin. Max Martin is all the <laughs> members of Slipknot. of Slipknot. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, and so also, I, you yeah, know, Max Martin. I think this Martin. would be the, one of the few things on here where I still, when I see it, I go, Ugh. Um, but with a Waffle I, House buffer. I, I would love if you just, like, if you just tried, like, Deftones or, like, System of a Down, just give those a shot. I think like mm-hmm, you can at mm-hmm. least say I enjoy that. I think Deftones would be easier. Like even go with like their most popular songs to set out there. Deftones, I just genuinely think are a legit as fuck band that have been like dragged down because of their new metal association. I um, I feel like you're probably right about those things. I even think like I have a soft spot for some corn. I probably enjoy some of corn. Uh, slip uh, Slipknot makes me Cobb. giggle. I can't not Creamed. laugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like a lot of forms of of corn, the vegetable. Yeah, yeah. But I do. Slipknot makes me giggle every time I see them. There, it's a hilarious idea, and I like that. Yeah. Uh, but Limp Bizkit is so bad that it's hard for me to put any. Like, it's just I can't any group that that they're part of. Yeah, and like Limp Bizkit again is like I would put them like middle tier. New metal, like that is how bad it gets. It even goes right? further that is, down. The wow. fact that, like, if you think Limp Bizkit is your floor, you know, fucking make peace with that and don't look underneath it because it, it, it gets right. it, it gets and, so rough. Turtles all the way down. The thing I found also looking into this is if you have some fondness for some new metal bands, maybe don't also look through the Wikipedia page in terms of like what all the members of the band might be believing or into, I guess. Oh, like, no, I, I yeah, don't think it's yeah, across yeah. the board for everyone, but they're not all rages against machines. They, yeah, they yeah, might yeah. be. Yeah. Wait, you're saying like, new yeah. metal might politically lead in some directions that I don't approve of? That's <laughs> insane. I, I, I would say you, that except, yeah, with the exception of Rage Against the Machine, everything that Anthony's talked about is a band that would probably be okay getting played on the campaign trail for, for certain candidates. I think, oh, I think for this is my candidates lesson. that I might not be interested that you in. You might not agree with? My, yeah. my lesson is ah, if you're perhaps famous people in, in red baseball caps. Mm, yeah, I mean, it, there's sorry. a. What's the matter with red baseball caps? <laughs> there is you mean a the Red Sox? <laughs> and, sorry, as we've cut off, as, as off ten times, I want to no, hear what no, you have to say. say if you if there's someone who you liked who was maybe famous in the '90s, um, a lot of things have happened since then. You don't know where they're at right now, and so no, it's like you know what? If you if you want to check it out, cool. You just have to you know, reconcile maybe where what they've believed maybe the whole time, maybe where they believe right now. And if you want to figure that out, that's cool. I, I respect it either way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, not too. The shit kid rock on is still chill, right? Or no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep on moving. <laughs> Next question. Not to not to shit on country music, but like. The, the how many new metal artists have pivoted to being country singers that yeah. sing red meat red, like Kid Rock is obviously Aaron Davis from Stained also does country music now a lot of artists from this genre once new metal fell out of favor pivoted her to right leaning country music yeah sort of the way right? that Little Nas X didn't. Yes, exactly. Yeah, after being not classified as country for his massive country yeah. hit, he was like, I think I might be a different genre. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one person that came on this presentation that I just quick brief shout out that you can still check in on is Dave Grohl, who is like 
seems like maybe actually like a genuinely good dude. Um, he's like, among other things, he's really into uh, uh, smoked meats. And he did this thing a couple months back where he just has this like giant smoker attached to the back of his pickup truck. And he just drove it down to a homeless shelter and cooked food for 24 hours for people in the Los Angeles homeless shelter. Hell yeah, dude. A couple days in a row. Like, just like, I mean, it's weird. You've got this giant meat smoker on your truck, but also like, good for you. And there were like pictures and stuff came out about it afterwards, but it was not like, hey, news, come see me. He just did it. And he just like texted some band members like anybody want to come serve meat, and then they went and gave meat away all day. And it was yeah. Anyway, he might I, be like an all right dude that you still want to absolutely. Hear from. And I would I mean look I haven't double checked this, but if someone hangs out with any of the Muppets, I think they might be all right. So like, <sighs> I do think generally the Muppets try to like do some pretty good background checks before they yeah, hang out I with think you. So. Yeah. I think that's that except is for like, that Grouch character. <laughs> yeah, dude, he sucks. <laughs> I'll hang out with anyone. Just a bad attitude, that guy. All right, we're going to say New Metal is the 21 best thing ever, just above Waffle House and below playing Halo with the boys. Let's wrap things up. That is it for the show. Our theme music is by at Metrix. Our logo design is by Tom Typography. We're on Instagram at BTE Pod. You can also find us on YouTube at Alex Falcone, where you can see all the great visual aids. If you want to see a bunch of pictures of guys in goatees, what are you laughing about, Ezra? Nothing. <laughs> it's coming up. Don't worry about it. Just just do your job. You'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Um, you can leave us a review. We can leave us an honest five. And I would say, I checked in. We have not gotten an honest five-star review in a little while, and I think uh, it's starting to hurt my feelings. So if you have not yet reviewed the show, you can leave us an honest five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can send us an email, questions, comments, feedback, what is ranked correctly and what is not, mail at bestthingeverpodcast.com. Our producers are the Ranger Rick, John Sigliari, the Duke of Jill, the best assistant regional manager, Sean Claire TBD. Um, let's do the... Oh, we already know the answer. To the, okay, I well, see what's no, happening. What is it? So, yeah, we, we have a truth please. reveal. What was the actual so truth? The, the, what was the yeah. actual truth? My, mine was not true that I have 90 butts <laughs> and no hole. God, this, this week it hurts. The, yeah. true, <laughs> the truth is, according to this, I actually have three butts and 90 anuses. <laughs> wow, you don't keep those on your person, do you? Yeah, no, there. It's like a one of those like uh, rich people. It's got like a drawer full of watches, but if you pull it out, I like oh. swap out a you different press a anus. Button? Yeah, Ooh, it's a like, cool, it's like you have like yeah. Yeah, like Alex always has his anus. anuses on display, but then gets weird if you bring him up. It's very odd. He's just like, yeah. yeah. Well, well, and then you mentioned Animal Crossing. A lot of them, honestly, are the same anuses with just different, like, Spawn Con that I've been yeah. gifted over uh, the years. He always yeah, talks yeah. about, like, I have all these expensive anuses, but I got this one in Japan for, like, $50, and it's just so good. I never use any of the other ones. Yeah, it's no. a really precise one. The the movement, yeah, yeah. the motion on that one is so no, good. Like, on this butt, the second hand glides, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's really incredible what they did. Yeah, you can like, cool. it can it can go as deep underwater as you want. It's very important. You can breathe right? underwater. That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's part frog anus. That's how you do that. Is it seals tight, watertight? So you know, if if somebody told me they had a slipknot anus, I'd be like, that's probably true. That's probably like a real thing. It sounds like definitely like a thing you'd need surgery to fix. Sounds like a slipknot song. Um, so, uh, as you did see Weird Al in the parking lot and didn't talk to him, Anthony, you did yep. have those leg fractures, and yep. Hunter, you really were in that Menziger music video. Yep, whatever it's that crazy. one was. All those crazy cr true facts. Uh, you can find more on me, you can find me on TikTok and on Instagram and threads, uh, underscore between Alex and Falcone on TikTok, not Ooh. on the Instagram and threads. Um, Are you on the X still? 
You want X? I have not. I mean, I'm, I mean, I haven't deleted the account, but I haven't opened X in a while. I once, if your if your strategy is like this place that's fun to hang out, we let the Nazis back in. It just does take some of the fun out of hanging out there, you know. Not if you're a so, Nazi. Yeah. That's like, that's amazing yeah. for them, right? For their you need to be thinking time. about the Nazis' perspective a little bit sometimes. <laughs> that's a good Alex. point. Won't yeah, someone yeah. please think of the Nazis? Try Won't that in a Nazi someone. town. Um, uh, but I, I I am on Blue Sky also, which I think is just Alex. Oh, Falcon. I'm on Blue no Sky. You can look for Ezra Fox on Blue Sky if you're one of the eight people on Blue Sky with me and Alex. Blue Sky, hella fun. I really do like Blue Sky way is more than I like Threads. Is it open to everyone yet? No. Or is it no. Okay, I'll get hey, Anthony. If you want to get on Blue Sky, man, I got an invite for you. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I might take you up on that. All right. Or, or maybe that could be like bonus content on Patreon is you can get Ezra's Blue Sky invite. Those sell for a lot still, I think. Wow. Really? Um, probably not as much anymore. Anyway, you can find more of Ezra at deletethisnewsletter.substack.com as well as his Blue Sky account. Um, and you can find Hunter's pod other podcast, Old Gamers Almanac, which uh, Ezra's a regular on and apparently had a <laughs> headbutting game last week. Yeah, yeah bonk. Dude. Yeah, we did bonk, dude. You, you gotta know about bonk if you don't. Bonk with the bonk, a bang-a-dang donkey. <laughs> yes. right. Yeah. It's been good. great chatting with you guys about new metal. We will talk to you all uh, next week. Uh, bye, everybody. Wow. <laughs>